This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we're talking about Strange New Worlds episode number three, Ghosts of Illyria. And also, we've been Star Trekking a lot over the last few days, so we're going to catch you up on some of that. Thanks for listening. Hey, Mike. How are you today? I am doing all right. How are you on this fine Tuesday evening? I'm good. It's been a busy week, and I know we're going to talk about it in a minute, but we've just been doing a lot between... I mean, like, I, I can't believe I just got back from my one-week stint in California Saturday morning, and we basically immediately... like I took the red eye back Friday night, landed at 4.30 a.m., I slept for four hours and then I met up with you like basically Saturday afternoon to do Star Trek shit. And then Sunday we were going to do more shit, but it got canceled. And then yesterday we did more. And then now today we're recording the podcast. So it's kind of been nonstop. It has been. Yeah. Um, It's been good. It's been good. Yeah. We've done some really interesting things. So, yeah, we've been Star Trekking a lot. We've been Star Trekking a lot. We haven't talked about that in a while. But yes, Mike, what have we been Star Trekking this week? Well, so Saturday we hung out with the uh, the wonderful Yvette from Sci-Fi Sisters. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a few we of her friends, a couple of her friends. And a few of her friends from... Uh, I, I, you know, I cannot remember the name of the starship. Think the uh, Gerard Holder or something? Thank you. Yes. Gerard Holden or Holder. Yeah, yes. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we went to the Paley Center for Media here in New York City, uh, which is actually a yes. lot closer than I thought. For some reason, I thought the Paley Center was downtown, but I must I, be thinking of something else. I have never been. So. But that um, is so. Yeah, uh, so we went subscriber. She's like a regular, apparently. Oh yeah, she's a member for the Paley Center. Yeah, she's a patron and, of uh, the arts. She is. Yes, she is, and uh, she's always fun to hang out with. And uh, we had fun with her and Tamia in Chicago. And um, yeah, so we get to hang out with her because we didn't get to hang out with them on Strange New Worlds premiere weekend we did not one because we weren't we didn't get an invite uh yes but uh secondly because they were super busy because they were on the red carpet as uh in the news as in as a press as press so that was exciting for them and if you haven't gone over and listened and watched their youtube video of it it's pretty cool they got to see and meet everyone and uh, yeah i think they got to basically uh, interview everyone on the red carpet right yeah yeah and uh yeah they got to see daddy anson as well and um who was very who was the reason why they got to be there so 
so anyway, so we got to hang out with Yvette, and we went to the Paley Center to see the Star Trek Strange New Worlds display that was there. And It's basically um, all the same shit that they showed in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was actually nice to not feel so rushed uh, and to kind of pay attention to it more, even more, because at that time, we hadn't even seen any of the episodes. Right. right. No, we, we so now we actually knew what was happening. We knew what yes. the the context was for the costumes and some of the some of the set elements that they were showcasing. Right. Right. Exactly. So uh, that was really cool. You know, it was cool to see that. Uh, yeah. And then we then we watched the premiere episode. So they were showing almost all of the different premieres of all the Star Trek series. I think the only one they they weren't sure sure. Uh, they weren't showing was emissary. I don't think they were showing caretaker. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Neither one of those. So yeah. good call. Uh, but we watched or broken Vulcan. bro, if we want to keep at it. All right, fine. So I guess I guess they weren't showing half of the premieres. Yeah, they weren't showing a lot actually. Um, they were showing Picard, Strange New, uh, Strange New Worlds, obviously. They were showing uh, PowerPoint cave. encounter PowerPoint the cage remembrance, then, which yeah, remembrance that was the Picard premiere, was that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Snorfest. Um, were they showing Lower Decks? Yeah, they showed the premiere of Second Lower Contact. Decks. Yeah, uh, was it Second Contact or something else? I don't remember. I think. And then, was... a, and then the two-part yeah. opening of uh, of. Um, Prodigy. So yeah, but we watched the Vulcan Hello, which we had, which is the Star Trek Discovery premiere, which we haven't seen in a long, long time. Like a long. Yeah, time. it was interesting, and I wish they kind of showed part, like part one and part. Two. I wish they showed the Vulcan Hello and Battle at the Binary Stars. Binary Stars, yeah, because it was kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess that episode's over. You know, it was kind of odd. Yeah. It was kind of like the dun dun dun, and uh, you see the Shenzo and twenty four Klingon ships. Yeah, they should have just showed both. There. I don't know why they didn't do that. That kind of bothered me, but I was like, All yeah. Right. Uh, but it was nice to see that premiere episode again, right? Um, yeah. No, it's been a while, and yeah, you know, I I have to say the the the. It's been years, and obviously we are four seasons later, but the the DNA is still there. It's like literally, it's very dramatic. There was one scene I was like, just crying already. I was like, it's like <laughs> yeah. already. It's like, oh my god, I didn't even realize back then, and now looking back, I'm like, yep, this, you know, it all all the foundation is there. The foundation is is there. Um, there are some like yeah. odd elements when I was rewatching it. Like one of the things I think is really strong about Change the Worlds, I don't think like there was this moment between you know Saru and Michael where Saru is kind of warning Michael about the coming of death, right? And he right. Yeah. he like they've been serving together for seven years, and he's like. On my world, you know, and he explains the whole thing with Kelpians. I'm like, wait, 
does she, does she not know this? <laughs> like, you know, it's obviously right, for us, yeah. the audience. It was just like, it, it didn't feel like they've been serving together for seven years. And I think in contrast, I just think that Strange the World's characters feel much more lived in. You feel like they have history. You feel they know each other. I just don't think they like really, it was like, is it like their second week serving with each other? You know, like they have a little bit of, you know, friendly competition slash shady, like they're a little bit shady to each other. But yeah, some of the moments were odd. Like that, you know, literally the exposition about the Kelpians, I was like, this is a very, very odd conversation to have with someone that you've known for seven years. You know what I mean? Weird things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess we don't really know, though. You know, she was on the Shenzo for seven years, but we don't know how long Saru was there for. So that is technically true. Yeah, that is technically true. I've just I think I just assumed that they've been serving together for seven years. Yeah, um, no, I you know, I, probably can dig thinking into about that. Anyway. But, they, but they haven't been serving together for like, you know, a sh- I don't think they've been serving together for a short time. Like we but we can like investigate that further. Yeah. So uh, that's an interesting call. I, I enjoyed seeing Michelle Yeoh again as Captain. Why can't I think of her? Uh, literally, the name just went oh, right out of my Thank you. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, so it was great to see her. Uh, I enjoyed the banter, that, like the, the type of bridge she runs where they're bantering, but they're communicating like around the horn. I thought that was really, you know, really good. So yeah, I just uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing her again. And, yeah, no, um, that was nice. There was a lot of JJ flashes that was even more extreme in this premiere than usual. Like, did you notice that? It was just like a lot of the lens flare effect, hmm. and it was very. I don't re- remember that? Yeah, it was very. It was very distracting. I think they pair it back on that over the years but it's just like see i find i find that more distracting and actually star trek 2009 once you point it out you just can't unsee all of the lens flares you should rewatch the vulcan hello it's like i'm good i'm I'm good i'm not gonna watch it just check out the lens flares that's okay um but it you know that was the beginning of modern the new modern star trek right Right. this new generation and so it was you know, an interesting uh, look back at how it all began. And uh, it, you know, it brought up some great memories of like just the beginning and, and Philippa Giorgio and. Um, and, and I watched just... it. I watched it on CBS because they premiered the episode live on CBS. You did? Yeah. Hmm. This is back when I had a cable box. And uh, back in 2017. Oh, really? Oh, wow. You watched it. But they they didn't. It was always a CBS all access show. No, they premiered it first on CBS TV. Oh, interesting. I don't remember. Yes. Before they show the two hour premiere. And then then it became CBS all access. um, Oh, interesting. Exclusive. Yeah. Because they want to well, I don't, reach I, the widest widest audience as possible for the premiere. So yeah, I know they've gone back and done that in more recent years. They they played the whole first season on. Yes, CBS. they did. They did. They yes, um, but the, I didn't the know premiere they though. Got... They they first. Uh, I don't remember if it was like simulcast or if it was like 
you know, they first showed it on on linear TV. But I think they had to because I saw it on I didn't didn't have traditional cable. So there was no way I unless I watched it some other way from the internets. Mm-hmm. Um uh maybe which maybe I did. Maybe I did watch it that way. I don't know. I don't remember, but it's been a long uh, time. Look, twenty seventeen is a long time ago. So Yes, it is for sure. It's a lifetime ago. And uh or two lifetimes ago. And um Yeah, you know what it brought up for me, like watching the opening credits and seeing all the stars and then all the producers and everything. You know, the the showrunners of season one were fired for right. running a toxic work environment. Um, but I remember seeing them on whatever version of the Ready Room show they did that year. Mm. And, uh, you know, never knew anything about that until after the season had aired and all of that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, it just... Uh, well, Discovery has changed hands quite a bit. Fortunately. Yeah, fortunately, yeah. I, I mean I think yeah, it's you know, I, I wonder if yeah, I just wonder how much that envi- that initial environment in season one kind of formed the the show. Mm-hmm. You know, informed and formed the show. But that's those are that was what I was thinking about. I was like, Oh yeah, this is back when, you know, after the season came out and the showrunners were fired and mm-hmm. um for a toxic work environment and so yeah it's um anyway it was it was a travel back in time yeah no i so... enjoy, overall i enjoyed it it was like there's plenty of action some mystery it was it was good yeah it was good yeah i liked it yeah it kind of makes me want to go back and watch the part two just to round it out yeah but um but then, you know, and then, you know, the third episode introduces Lorca and the Discovery. And the, so, actual discovery. the actual Discovery. Yeah. And the actual, yeah, the actual namesake right. of the show. Yeah, that was also uh, so, an interesting choice that they decided to pilot, yeah. like the pilot doesn't even show the starship the that the discovery. show is named after. You know, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. It was a little bit, that was very different. Yeah, it was. Um so yeah, so that was our Saturday. We then hung out with uh, Yvette and friends. Uh, I hung out for a little bit. Loud... What? I hung out for a little yeah, bit. Yes, so you hung out for a little bit. I I stayed for a little while longer until they, till we left and they were heading back to the Paley Center for a photo shoot and I had to come home to a sick puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we enjoyed some margaritas in a very loud bar and uh had a good time and uh so that was saturday and then sunday oh my god we were we were on track to finally see mary wiseman in at the wedding wedding. yeah third try literally at third try and i beat you there and i go and i look you know try to find my way around like where are we going and all of that. And then I walk up to the door and I finally see I see this piece of paper taped to it. And it's it's literally telling me that the 2 p.m. performance is canceled. Yeah, I was just like, I was like incredulous because they had emailed me. I totally missed it because I was at lunch and then I was already on my way up in a cab 
And then I saw your text. And then I was like, what? So I checked my email and they had only, basically they had only emailed. It was like an hour before the show. Like it would yeah. be an hour before. Two, it was like at one, the email. And our showing was at two. And I was like, what? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... like, I, I just don't understand. I know, obviously, I'm sure they don't want to cancel the show. Like, but you know, if people are from coming from out of town or people are traveling from like Queens, even, you know, it's like by the time you find out, you're like there, you know what I mean? And yeah, by right, the way, yeah. the, uh, the app says, the, not the app, but the, the ticket from Ticketmaster or whatever, it says, we recommend coming 45 minutes early. I'm like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? You know, I was just like, I was so incredulous. And, you know, things happen, yeah, I, was... I get it, but, and I'm sure what happened was yeah. someone was like, I'm sick last minute. That's probably what happened. Yes. Oh yeah, no. Um, yeah, but no, definitely. Just, um, I was just more incredulous that it was our third time. Like, it, I wasn't pleased that they informed us yes. an hour before. I was even more displeased that it was our third third try. Yep, we have tried to see Mary Wiseman in person three times, and we have been rebuffed by COVID by this play every time. So, so I just don't. Alas, Mary Wiseman and us will never, no. never the two may meet. If we, um, yeah, do, so that was at the next time we see her at a convention, wherever that may be, we definitely need to bring it up. We like, we tried really hard to see your play. We tried three times. Yes. And we never saw you. Sorry. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and maybe she'll give us a scoop on whatever she's working on next. Maybe. <laughs> As a as a as a as a consolation prize. No, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, so that was Sunday. I mean, I walked all the way up there in 95 degree weather. Oh, it was uh, so hot. It was so I was on fire. Yeah. Well, it was hot, but I, you know, I'm I. We've had a very cool spring, and so I am fine with having some hot weather. Because mm -hmm. even today, I was I walked uh, a colleague to the bank. And we were talking a little bit about the weather and I was like, you know, it should be 85 right now and it's 60. Uh, you know, this time of the, I mean, it's the end of May. We should be in the eighties right now. Well, that's the thing and, about late spring. I think it's a little bit unpredictable. So, well, I mean, we haven't had really, we've had, uh, you know, days here and there of nice weather, but uh, yeah. So, yes, I walked up there, sweated to see Mary Wiseman, and then I walked back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we do hope that everyone at, at the wedding is well. And um, we'll never review yeah. it. So then, uh, it. so that was that was event number two for the weekend. Yeah. That one didn't happen. But mm -hmm. and then last night we went and saw the motion picture on the big <laughs> screen. We have so many things in a row. It was just crazy i know so i not uh, not to sidetrack so um i'm talking to this new guy um just on tinder or whatever we have a date on saturday yes. the old yes. guy I was seeing we're just friends this up an update for everyone um but yeah i just started talking to this guy on tinder and literally i just started talking to him on like saturday and 
literally because we were just like, oh, what's going on? What are you doing today? Every day I'm like, I'm seeing, I'm doing something Star Trek related. And I'm like, <laughs> by the way, this is not normal. I'm not, I'm not like constantly seeking out like Star Trek events to go to. Because Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it was all Star Trek shit. And I was like, I must seem like the crazy person. This has, this, one, this person doesn't know me. He has no context. And it's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to like, you know, like a, like a, a screening for a Star Trek episode. And I'm, it's like also they're like showing some stuff at the Paley Center, whatever. And oh, I'm going to a play like that stars this actress from Star Trek. Oh, I'm going to go see, you know, like it was just like, I felt like a crazy person. I felt like a crazy person. And I had to like literally copy out and be like, this is not normal. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I'm recording my podcast, my Star Trek podcast. <laughs> so talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Seems, well, if, seem he's, like a crazy he, if he, if he's still talking to you, I would take that as a good sign. I mean, I don't know. Man. So know. you may be a crazy person. I know you're a crazy person already. Sure. Um, now he knows it right up front, so he sort of knows what he's getting into. So there we go. Yeah. But anyway, Maybe yes, it's meant yes. To be. Yesterday was the motion picture, and we yeah, and um, we both 4K, had long 4K surround sound. Yes, we we both uh, had long days before this movie, and we were both like, we're gonna take a nap. I mean, and, I didn't uh, there's... want to fall asleep. It just happened. Yes. But I poked you awake and you scared the living crap out of me waking me <laughs> up. You had your like um, hoodie on and your hat on. And I was like, this guy, you look like a Unabomber. I was, I was <laughs> oh, man. like, you were, you, you had settled in for a nap. Well, let me explain that a little bit. Well, when I was wearing a hat, I wear a hat because I'm bald. Um, and uh, yes, I wear a hat. Uh, but the thing about the the sweatshirt, like the hoodie on, um, one, I do get cold easily sometimes in theaters. But two, I don't, and I do this on flights sometimes too, I really don't like my head actually touching like the the seat. Uh, I think it's a different experience for you since you don't have any hair. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I often will put up the hoodie, even on a flight, I will do it because I don't want my oh. head to be against the oh, actual different fabric experience. of the chair. Wow. Yeah, so that's why I was doing that. Um, well, you look very comfortable. <laughs> you look like you're I mean, I was comfortable. I mean, in your hoodie, we had these nice recliners, and uh, yeah, so the they theater were was nice. Seat. They had complete renovations. Yeah, and the theater the, itself, yeah. the theater that we were watching the movie in, was nice. Outside of it, everything was under construction. Right, they're like renovating. So and renovations. Yeah. So the actual theater itself, where we watched the film in was nice but um yeah so it was comfortable and i i don't know i dozed off for like five minutes or whatever but it was not five minutes and you scared the 10 15 okay. minutes i i was asleep right. for like well, 20 minutes i was like yeah i was 20 maybe even 30 minutes yeah um but that wasn't to say that it was not a you know not great to watch it on the big screen which it was great. it was uh, and the the sound was really good like you know they i don't know yeah. if they um 
what they did in terms of remixing some of the sound. I know they redid some of the score, but oh, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. the door chime, it would be like, Oh, it's from behind me. You know, like they did a good job, like with the yeah, yeah, yeah. remixing of it. So I, I did, I think the presentation was definitely worth the price of admission. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just imagine honestly, the, you know, if we were high, because the whole journey into V'ger is very 2001 Space Odyssey. You know, like, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like that whole, like, it's, it's almost like psychedelic, right? Just them, it's like this yeah, long yeah. sequence of them going through this, like, shifting corridor, all these colors and shapes. And I was like, for, first of all, very 2001 Space Odyssey. Second, I wish I was on drugs, like, because it would have just made it so much more interesting because honestly it, it's a little boring. Like it's just a lot of like, it's this... a little boring. Yeah. It's a little boring. I mean, well, you've got this very orchestral music accompanying it, but it's also very visually stimulating. Like, especially with the, with the uh, up res to 4k, you see a lot more details. And so I, my eyes were all over the place trying to like to see things that I hadn't seen before. Uh, and we, you know, so I thought that that was, it actually made it that much more. It was definitely more, more interesting than when I last saw it, when I streamed it on like Paramount, like, for yes, sure. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was just, it was just funny, like, because it's been a while since I saw it. And I, when I saw it, I didn't see it with you, but, you know, I had some live commentary to you, you know, during <laughs> yes. the actual viewing. And sometimes it was just like the the cadence of talking, like long, long pauses. There were some some shots yes. where it was like reaction shots, literally just like panning from person to person, like seeing their reactions to Yeah, the yeah. No dialogue. And I was just like, oh my God. And mm -hmm. then it would pan back to the first person. I was like, oh my God, like it's it's like what's happening. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like these long sequences of honestly not not much narrative momentum it's like you know it and what was funny was before, before we, the film actually started so they had like a little sequence which i liked which was um them kind of talking about how they how they remodeled the model and things like that, that was interesting also like a little yes. bit of bts yep and then there was this like yep. five minute sequence of just like music and starfield and I was, and you, oh, you and yeah, I were yeah, like, yeah, what's right, happening? Right, I was like, what's yeah. happening? I was like, it's part of the movie. Like we were, I was confused. I was like, I don't remember that's being part of the movie. Is it part of the movie? And then you and I were kind of just like looking at each other and literally it just faded to black and the music ended. And then the movie started. And I was like, what was that? You know, it's just kind yeah, of I setting the stage no idea for like the, was. you know, for how the pace of this movie is going to be basically. <laughs> So yeah, I still enjoyed yeah, it. Don't get me wrong, uh, but we, I think we can all admit that the motion picture is not the most. It's like the opposite of Discovery. It's like it takes its time. It's like slow and like drawn out. Well, we I guess we say that about Discovery, but it's like not. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna that say that's we, yeah. that's exactly how we describe Discovery. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the thing about Discovery is like it is drawn out but things need to be constantly happening. There needs to be yes, yes, stimulation. Yes. You know, discovery is like, 
the, there's, it's drawn out, but it's also, if you have ADD, like it, it also will work because there's constantly, there's things happening um, versus yes. motion picture, which I think it's like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, it was, I would say it's definitely influenced by less by Star Wars and more by uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Very, yes, very. Uh, even the pacing of you know, it. Directing was directing back then was very different like these panning mm. shots from character to character like you described was you know was very noticeable the pauses the, the footsteps there's um, so many just scenes of people walking and the footsteps were just so loud oh interesting i don't remember that so. rewatch it rewatch it and report so yeah it. i mean but it was still very enjoyable to see it on the big screen to see it that big to see the enterprise it looked great uh you know yeah it really did and, and honestly um, if you think about it, because i i remember like even when we first see the klingon ships the level of detail mm. in the models like yes it was amazing oh, like it was like yeah. these tiny, tiny textural details on the models. You know, like we were both from Starship Porn. I was like, these look amazing. Um, yeah. And also yeah. something that you I don't mean, really get with CJ models anymore. Like these like little bumps and things like, you know what I mean? Like just not yeah, what you no. get nowadays. And I was just like, yeah, it's it's so cool. And yeah, they really captured that well. Sure. Yeah. And the details on the Enterprise were really well done as well. Um I mean, that is my favorite Enterprise, to be honest. Um, although Discoveries is... A, uh, it's not Discoveries. Uh, Strange New Worlds is actually kind of surpassing that. But, um, yeah, that, that refitted mm-hmm. Enterprise yeah, is my favorite, that. Uh, favorite Enterprise, version of the Enterprise. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was great to see it on the big screen. I'm looking... For, we need to get tickets in October for Wrath of Khan, Oh yeah, def- is, that's definitely um, a must. Uh, especially after seeing this on the big screen, I think seeing Wrath of Khan on the big screen would be amazing. Yeah, um, and a lot more happens than that, and so yes, there's definitely a lot more action uh, in Wrath of Khan. So yeah, so that's coming out in the fall. So we'll definitely have to go and see that. But th- it was a it was a good good time. You know, even even the naps helped me enjoy the the remaining part that I did not sleep yeah. through um so yeah no it's uh so we've done a lot of star trek and here we are podcasting about star trek now on tuesday night so yes um after this i think we'll take a little bit of a break actually i don't i think we're yeah anyway so there we go so that's what we've been star trekking this week it's been a lot and uh let's uh move on into the meat and bones of this uh podcast which is the latest episode of strange new worlds episode three of season one ghosts of illyria captain i'm an illyrian not from this colony from far away Starfleet policy is clear. By not disclosing my genetic augmentation, worse, by enlisting in Starfleet, I've committed a Federation offense. I am resigning my commission and surrendering myself for disciplinary review. 
I only ask that my sincere desire to join Starfleet be taken into consideration. Rejected. Sir. I don't care where you come from. You're the best first officer in the fleet. Thank you, sir, but I feel obligated to point out that Starfleet does not allow... Luna, stop. Chris, that's kind, but I've broken a dozen regulations. I lied to get into Starfleet. According to Federation law, if you shelter me, they could come after you, too. I welcome that discussion. One thing became clear to me on Head Event 9. Illyrians are severely misunderstood. Your actions in the crisis prove that again. I just did my job, sir. No. You defy every stereotype the Federation has about Illyrians. You're an example to them. And to all of us. What do we do when Starfleet finds out? <laughs> you let me worry about Starfleet? So I've watched this four times now, I think. What? I love it. I love it even more. So I watched it the first time because we have the screener. And then right. I watched it a second time on Paramount. And I watched it a third third time for note-taking for discovering track strange new worlds because that was the episode i was guest starring on mm -hmm. and then today i watched it as i was cooking dinner so oh uh, i watched it four God. times and i love this episode hmm. so but i want to know what you think about it. because oddly enough we've seen each other a lot over the last couple of days we have not talked about this episode well yeah because we podcast about it so <laughs> come on yes so johnson what are your what are some of your grand thoughts about mm -hmm. ghosts of Illyria? yeah what do you got for us um i like this episode i it's actually my my least favorite out of the first five episodes i oh wow yeah it's my okay. least favorite no but honestly my least favorite is better than any episode of say discovery season four like you know like <laughs> because it's all relative i'll be honest it's all it's all relative the thing is this yeah, season yes, of Change uh, the world is really strong i understand and if i and when i say oh it's yes. my least favorite you know it's compared to i'm, I'm comparing more to actually i'm comparing to all five episodes i've seen and uh you know, I thought it was personally, it was my least favorite, but still heads and shoulders above, you know, uh, discovery season four. Um, yeah, I, I think that in terms of messaging, I appreciated what they were going for, um, in terms of the Illyrians and the imperfection of, of stereotypes and prejudice. Um, and we find out that Una is an Illyrian and, you know, she's ready to resign. And basically the, the, the grander lesson here is there's, there's more to these people than MCI and that, you know, you, you can't, you can't just judge your people based upon your predispositions or even, your past experience, right? Um, 
And I like some of the interactions that we got, particularly between Una and Pike, um, Una and, and La'an. I thought that some of that was really strong. And, you know, it was basically almost like a coming out episode for Una, right? Like she basically had to come out of the closet, like, and tell people, I'm an Illyrian, <laughs> I'm an augment, you know? And I think that there is a lot of metaphor that we can draw from that, which I did appreciate. Um, I just think that the whole thing with Una being an Illyrian was a little bit out of left field for me. I, 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 I didn't really feel there was like a big setup for it. And I feel it'd been more, I'll be honest, I feel it'd been more effective if this was an episode that was maybe later, um, later in season one or maybe season two. And we were starting to see some, um, you know, some like foreshadowing that there's something different about Una. This is like a Dr. Bashir DS9 problem because we find out that, you know, late, everything was season five or whatever, that he's basically an augment, right? Same deal. Um, but it was kind of left, it was out of left field. Like it was like, oh, I've been pretending this whole time. So it was out of left field. Hold on. So it's, it was sort of out of left field for you, but for those of us who read a lot of the books or some of the books, this is from the books. This is from the okay. lit books. Um, okay, but so... the lit verse, again, how canon, quote unquote canon, is the lit verse? I don't, you know, I don't know. I've never, I haven't read like a lot of the books, you know, and I, I feel that the creators are picking and choosing certain things to canonize from the books. Like, is it all canon, quote unquote canon? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, you know, um, I'm just telling you like my reaction as a first time viewer. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, I just all have to go off to of. My, my it wasn't it wasn't out one. of left field per se. It's not out of left field. It's, I mean, it feel it may feel like that, but it's it's something that's sort of out there already in the. So it's not necessarily out of left field. But I I understand where you're coming from. I was just sharing that detail. In, okay. Because it, uh, it was obvious you didn't know that. So. No, I didn't. I didn't Continue. know that. And yeah. Also, I I'm not really a fan of this you know, you need to rely on this like multimedia universe to kind of like give you all this information. Uh, I, I really, you know, I mean, the show is a show. Um, but there's more I, of an honoring, honoring the people. There's more honoring what people had written previously about Una. Okay. So it was sort of, it wasn't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was a multiverse, you know, a multi, what did you call it? Multi. Multimedia universe. Um, <laughs> It's like a multimedia, multimedia universe. You know, I don't like... think it was a. Yeah, no, I don't. It's it's not that. It's more honoring some writers who had put this out there to begin mm -hmm. with, and and taking it and and making it part of the show. So, okay. Anyway, what but, other um what yeah. other things did you kind of see about? I guess this to me, yeah, I guess to me, it's kind of similar. It's because we basically got the same thing with Doctor Bashir, like in DS Nine, like, mm -hmm. and it just felt this was not necessarily and that was an example where it was you know while dns is really good at characterization i don't think that that was like planned for like way in advance it was like later on they were like let's make dr bashir a little bit different and like you know let's give him this backstory and it just did not feel like oh like it, to me when i watched it i was like this is this is odd you know like i, I was like sure i was like sure <laughs> but it wasn't like oh my god this was like we've gotten this hint that he's been hiding this big secret, you know, like, so 
it felt a little bit like that to me. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, but like I said, you know, it, it leads some strong character moments, um, which, you know, again, Pike is amazing. <laughs> I love Pike and the way that he handled it and dealt with it and um, decided to kind of um, resolve the issue I thought was great. I love that. Um, I, I, I want to see more with Lon and how that fallout happens. Um, this is a bit of a spoiler, but I don't really feel we get much more of that in at least the two episodes we saw post this. Um, but you know, I, I want I want to make sure. Hopefully, you know, from what I hear from the writers, this is not something that's going to go away. It's going to come back, and I hope that it's something that is persistent. Um, one thing that is good about what Doctor what happened with Doctor Sheer was like that definitely was something they it was a it was a consistent through line. It wasn't just like, by the way, I'm an augment. It was like, it definitely affected like his relationships and how people saw him for the rest of the series for DS9. So I would want, you know, I'm hoping that we, we go back to this and that it is something that, you know, is consistent and it's part of her character growth. Um, but for me, that was just a little bit. Um, yeah. For me, when upon, Again, me as a viewer of this, this show, not having any other background about number one, other the limited reaction, limited exposure that we've gotten from her for from TOS and then also from Discovery, which is minimal. Um, you know, it felt a little bit abrupt to me. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so so that was the thing for me. And then the whole thing with the planet, um, the planet was interesting. It was another kind of like non-corporeal like you know like some tragically you know befell the the colonists um but i did like the moments between spock and um and pike i thought you know some of their some of their banter was really good like like it, it was this moment when pike was like you know the 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 call i don't even recall them but the non-corporeal colonists are trying to break through and and pike is like you know he has his phaser ready and he's like He's like, Spock, can you like get a weapon or something? And Spock is like, I am arming us with knowledge. And this is such a Spock line because he's like trying to like, you know, like figure out like what happened to the colonists and things like that. So I feel that there were just some like really strong moments between them I, that I really enjoyed. And Ethan Peck is like, I feel knocking out of the park with, with Spock. Like it, he's just his delivery and they're giving him great lines to work with. I, I thought that um, that was great. And the... The virus thing, I, I I thought was okay. Like I, I thought it was okay. Like it was I, I it was kind of like scientifically dubious to me, which is kind of distracting to me sometimes. But I was like sure, um, like some of these sci-fi virus situations, I'm always if I always find a little distracting, like because they're like they're so far fetched, and I'm like, is that possible? It's just like so, like whenever we've gotten like some weird virus, like on Voyager macrocosm, it was like when all the viruses became giant and like we're attacking people. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember that episode. Um, it was just like ridiculous. It was like, it was like this, like, it's just like ridiculous, like out there, not feasible. Um, but it's like, sure. It's like, it's a kind of like, just like, you know, it, it's like a narrative tool to kind of create drama and create a situation. Um, you know, I am 
I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about the manga. Um, this was also a little bit out of left field for me. The whole thing with his daughter being in the transporter buffer. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, I was like, okay. Um, but it was also kind of just random. I don't know. I don't know how, you know, I would love to hear how you feel about it. I, I just, I, I was just like, all right, I, I guess. Sure. It was another like, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, it, it just didn't really seem like, this is another thing where it, I, again, this is episode three, but it, it didn't really seem like he was like hiding this big secret or there was like something going on with him that was a little shady. It just like happened. And I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> you know? And another spoiler, you know, are we gonna come back to it? Hopefully, but it's a, you know, like it, there's no immediate, um, at least from what we've seen, immediate um, ramifications from that. So I don't know. There was just some random, like things, like, random things like that, that kind of like, it just fall a little abrupt or out of left field, like not enough like foreshadowing or setup, uh, at least for me. Um, that kind of made the episode feel a little bit weird for me. But that being said, there were still a lot of great character moments. Like even like the moments between um, Una Mbenga when she confronts him about the whole thing and the trans her, his daughter and they have some good moments, you know, but it's just like the setup and some of the situations, at least to me as a viewer, were it was just like, all right, I guess, <laughs> sure, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, mm. but yeah, overall, not my favorite episode. I think this cast is really good. So they're making it work, you know, and that's what is working for me because they are making these reactions and these moments feel real. You know, they're, they're, they're making it work. Even if these, the setup or the situations such as the light virus or the girl in the transporter buffer or... Una's an augment. It, it just feels a little bit like random to me or odd. Um, they're they're making it work for me, which is why, you know, I I still enjoyed this episode overall. Yeah. But what did you okay. think? Well, and I know you have you've had you've watched I mean, it four that, times, so you've plenty of time to process it. Um, but I have, yeah. I really do enjoy this episode. It is my second favorite episode so far mm -hmm. behind the premiere. And um yeah, I, I love the the idea. So I love I love it because we have a planet of the week. We have a mystery. By the uh, way, the planet by the great. end of in the ion storm yes. looks amazing. Yes, like, all the visuals the were incredible like, here. They didn't make me never feel seen like such a good uh, ion storm. We we get the ion storm every five episodes. Never have we ever you know? seen an but iron storm. It's ion never storm been like, like that. that no. You know, um, yeah. there's always yeah, an ion yeah, yeah. storm. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, yeah. They, there are tons of ion, ion storms. Uh, the so the visuals are really great in here. Yeah, the way they visualized it was like so striking. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was great visually. I, I never felt uh, the sets were great, but also the the visuals were so great that I never questioned them not being where they were. Mm -hmm. So you know yeah. that's that's part of the thing. Um, so yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, that piece that I like, Mystery you? of the Week. Is Hamish there? Yes, Hamish came in to uh, to, to join me. Um, 
so there's a mystery of the week there's a planet of the week i like that it's all solved i like the messages that we get from this episode uh you know the coming out of of una was super um for me and i talked a little bit about this on discovering trek i felt like that was another moment where i felt seen as uh, as a person who came out later in life uh i felt like una's journey here and coming out to you know some some co-workers slowly and and expecting a like a reaction you know expecting to be rejected is very very um very apropos or you know not apropos but very um connective to me mm-hmm. and uh, so it's just uh that that really was the heart of this episode for me and Una, you know, Rebecca Romaine did a wonderful job portraying this, um, this tightrope that she had to walk. And then eventually it had to come out, um, that she was Illyrian and the, the possibility of being rejected. I mean, it's just a powerful story, I think, and a powerful metaphor Mm-hmm. for uh what a lot of lgbtqia yes. people deal with uh so and not even I, you know i, I, I don't think it's even necessarily again the great thing about metaphor which i always harp on is it you know we all see it in a certain way based upon our experience and this could be anybody this yes. could be you know anyone who's hiding a secret or hiding something about yeah. themselves that they're ashamed about or uncertain about in terms of how people might exactly. react to it um, yep. that's a power metaphor, you know, where I, I love that subtlety. I love the, the idea of parable versus like, I'll be honest, let's have Stacey Abrams on Star Trek Discovery. Like, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. You know, I get what you're trying to say versus like, this is like, okay, like, you know, it's ambiguous based upon how you see as a viewer and you can learn a lesson, whoever you might be. Yes. Uh, you know, so I thought that that was just one of the one of the, um, you know, and also the whole idea of this Illyrian colony wanting to take away their special abilities so they could join the Federation. Yes, that so was so interesting. Feeling, that was very interesting. Yeah, this like idea that. that you would go backwards to be part of a community that you right. would, you know, change yourself to be part of a community. I mean, that's an interesting uh commentary on a number of different levels yeah so there's that um you know the the i'm still struggling to like lon uh i you know i know we continue to learn more and more about her backstory especially in this episode so we know that she's not an augment we know that she is related to khan noonian singh who apparently uh, everyone knows as an ant i need to rewatch space seed because I'm like, I thought that people didn't really yeah, know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Khan everyone or... had forgotten about it, you know, in that episode. Like you 10 know, years later. had to go back to the history books. What? Like, it's like te- that's, 10 years that later. Was like yes. 10 years later. <laughs> like, it's not that much. You know, I, I, again, whatever. Uh, whatever. But I'm yeah, not, I, I don't um... need, it, it's okay. It's okay. I didn't like, I, I was just like, I was like, wait a minute. Did they not? I was like, did they know about Khan already? I was just like, I was just, I was like, it wasn't. It didn't. But we're sort of making. Com- I was more confused than anything because I was trying. This to show is making space. it really obvious connection to current events and things going on in in the world today, and tying in the historical pieces that 
you know the original series set up or you know already so and we saw it saw be a part of Picard as well so like, I mean they're um, they're I, remixing, I actually they're remixing it a little bit like the eugenics wars that yeah, happened in the 90s that happens in like the 24 2030s 2040s maybe who knows that something like that you know like yeah so it's exactly, okay yeah. i mean it, it didn't bother me yeah. it's more like i'm confused <laughs> like I, and then it moved on yeah so, i mean as long as you know for, you know as long as you don't get too trapped in canon and what's come before but yeah i think uh knowing that she's not an augment but she does have that ancestry right um wait is, so why is do you, why are you still what what is it about Laon that you're not connecting with or you're not um uh you know she's just not a warm character she's a very hard character and oh, I, I just love that about her um i yeah of course you would i know you would um yeah it's just not you know i'm also having trouble connecting with hammer i mean hammer is even more of a you know a character oh, we haven't gotten is... really much of him yet to be honest like no but you yeah. know you, you see some we've interactions got more in we've got more of lawn particularly in the next sure episode. sure sure but I'm, I'm just saying what you see in this episode with hammer is is um you know for me it's just it it doesn't make me like him um it doesn't you know you mean when he's questions. like when he's like i'm a genius <laughs> like i was like okay oh that i actually down. that was you know that was you know that's that that didn't actually bother me. It was later in the episode, just the way that he interacts with number one with Una and then, you know, just the sarcasm and kind of back and forth. Uh, and well, then how he interacts with Mabenga, right? you know, he, you know, it's just very rough, uh, you know, rough around the edges. And I, I, I just struggle with that a little bit. Uh, you know, it's a little gruff and rude at times, which I know is part of the Indorian culture. Um, and I'm, you know, I guess the ANR part of that culture as well, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's just not, these are two characters that I'm just not growing mm. to love yet. Mm. Um, I did think it was interesting though, that when the lockdown happens, Hemmer, they show engineering and Hemmer snaps and all his people move and it's just very interesting. And I don't know what to make of that. Oh, um, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, no. It's it's on the fourth viewing. You like, I'm like, okay, here it comes. There's no context as to why this is happening, but anyway. Uh, he so snaps that, like he yells but... at people. No, no, no. He snaps his fingers when the lockdown is announced, and the computer says level oh, five lockdown I in progress. He because it was they're going into quarantine, right? So I was, I just thought that he was just kind of like, oh, going to your positions or whatever they probably have like a procedure for yeah them. i don't yeah it just felt weird I, I just didn't yeah i mean i yeah so anyway so that kind of stuck out to me but um mm. yeah i you know lawn you know also the interesting part which you know lawn is still is it lawn or la on? Who are, i thought it was lawn i don't know okay lawn whatever i yeah i will run it together lawn lawn you know whatever um so yeah, I you know I, I thought it was interesting that she hold you know she holds certain prejudices about you know Illyrians and and mm -hmm. also augments based upon her history and right. even Una was surprised by that, um, you know. So whereas you was, was Una and, surprised by that because Una also yes she was yeah I've watched it four times she was she was she she, she says to her I'd hope that someone with your last name would know that snap judgments made on genetics are faulty at best individuals are so much more than are you then, reading this off your notes 
I, I mean, I was a quote I wrote down. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and, you know, and that's when Lon's light thing happens. And so she kind of gets cut off. But yeah, Una was definitely surprised by her oh, prejudice okay, okay. against, you know, her genetic pre prejudices or her judgments around genetics. And so, um, so anyway, there's, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think some other things that I really, so some, let's just talk really briefly. I mean, I love the jackets that they get to wear. The the away team jackets are the nice leather jackets they wear are, are pretty sure. nice. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, on the opposite end of that for me was I actually prefer Una in her other uniform versus the one she wore this week. So more oh. of the skirt, the, the skirt over the late, you know, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I thought, yeah. And she had her hair pulled back this episode too. So, um, yeah, it just, you know, I didn't drive with that. But again, I didn't get lost into, into it too much. It just was noticeable. Oh, yeah, I didn't uniform. even, I'll be honest, I didn't even notice the outfit difference. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the other piece, so the visuals were, were excellent in this episode. So was the music. So the music, even the music I picked up on right at the very beginning when they're beaming up Una's party and the music is definitely from, I, I think it's from the episode mirror mirror where they're transporting through an ion storm, but it, it's oh. also like the transporter music. Anytime things are going wrong in the transporter in the original series, there's a oh. certain tune and this is part of the early scene and, and the way that, you know, even after they get up there, get beamed up and Kyle chief Kyle is talking to Una and saying, you know, if we beamed up the captain through the science storm, who knows what we would get? Like, I just like the, like that's, that's hom homage to mirror mirror and just the whole ion yeah. storm piece of this, uh, I think is really, really cool. But the music underneath that is, and it just, it just brought back really positive, original series vibes for me. Mm. So, um, and, and music even throughout, especially the other place that I really noticed it was when, uh, Una is talking to Mabenga later in, later in the episode when she administers a cure to him and he wakes up. There's this just really nice, um, you know, wonderful music that, uh, underplays it. So huge shout out to Nami Malamud, who's the composer, the episode composer. I didn't know uh, for music. She's doing a wonderful job. She's she does the music for Prodigy. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so she's doing a fantastic job. Um, and, and this episode really just amazing. So those are some of the things. Yeah, I thought you know the banter between Spike, uh, Spike, Spock Spike. and Pike. Oh, Spike Spock. is now Spock and Pike. <laughs> Spike. Oh, <laughs> okay. Are we shipping them? Uh, is that what's happening? <laughs> no, I did not mean to ship them there, but that's funny. Um, Spike. Between that's the great. two of them was was good, but it, you know it was just yeah it was you know it's kind of it was sort of the B plot of the episode, other than the fact that you know Spock had some wonderfully humor humorous lines. And also Spock is the one that kind of tells us about the Illyrians and says, you know, kind of explains what's happening on the ship, actually. So he's like, you know, some, what did he say? Um, some Illyrians were, among other things, bioengineered to fight disease. 
um, which is the case for Una. Um, and had they not re tried to reverse their augment augmentation, they might not have all died. Um, and then Pike says to them, they wanted to join the Federation so badly that their good faith gesture got them killed. So um, I thought that that was really, you know, it was, you know, if you didn't know what was going on, or didn't piece it all together and didn't know that, mm -hmm. you know, until the end that, that Una was an Illyrian, um, which you could kind of piece together as she's researching the Illyrians and she sees photos of them. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. I was like, oh, she's really researching this shit. Um, but I didn't really, I d hadn't made the connection that she was like, oh, it's because she's an Illyrian. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I thought I, she yeah, was just doing just her due diligence as first officer. So, yeah. Of and the only, the only other thing. Yeah. The only other, the other thing that the other scene that I really loved um, is the scene with her and Pike and the ready, you know, when she goes to talk After, to him to resign, when she's going to resign. That, that yeah. just holds that whole scene was just very powerful. Like you, you, you know, you're coming out to someone who you know and respect and uh, you get this sort of really warm welcome that says, you know, basically, I love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the level of, of acceptance, you know, that Pike shares with her is incredible and just a great example of uh, what we all hope if we're, you know, if we come out in whatever way we come out, um, that we would receive such a warm and open and welcoming sure. um, person like that. Yeah, to, no, to that, that was a, yeah, again, so. I think the some of the character moments were really strong and that that definitely was great um yeah. definitely uh I, you, a good scene yeah so that was that was probably my one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode uh and then the, the whole thing with Benga's daughter i just thought that was an interesting like little tidbit about his character i mean i think that what also the tidbit so we have that tidbit about his character but then we have the reaction like then you really learn about his character because he's willing to give that all up because he thinks that he can't he's right he's he's not willing to like sacrifice other people for his daughter like yes exactly yeah, which i thought spoke even more to his character and who he is than the fact that he was hiding his daughter in the transporter buff right? yeah i um, i just i yeah i i i don't question his his uh his uh, commitment to the Hippocratic Oath, like, you know, in terms of, and this is- No, 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 that's obviously not what I'm saying. I'm saying. Obviously unintentional. I yeah, just thought it was that it was kind of like out of like left field that there was this like, oh, by the way, my daughter is in the transporter buffer. I was like, okay. Um, and that caused kind of the complications yeah. that led to this whole whole thing. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it. I, I, I don't know how- He's he's actually one of the ones where I'm not quite resonating with yet. Um, I, I see what you're saying about Hammer. Um, I, I don't know enough about Hammer um, to really say it because we, I'll be honest, we we don't really we get more of him in the next episode, but relatively speaking, it's we don't mm -hmm. get much about him overall yet, or haven't got much about him overall yet. And Mabenga, I. I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is about him that um, that I'm not quite uh, resonating with 
it's not like a bad character. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I, it's, it's like something I can't quite put my finger on. Everyone else, honestly, I'm, I'm very, I, I really like everyone. Um, and don't dislike Hammer or Mabenga. It's just like, they're not quite um, doing for me just yet. But we'll see. You know, there's yeah. plenty, plenty more yeah. opportunities for them to shine and to have their own episodes and whatever. So, Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, we'll probably get like, honestly, with Hammer, I feel like we're going to like, it'd be cool if we went back to like Endoria or something. And like, you know, it's like, you know, we, we learn more about Hammer. That would be cool. Um, and about where the a are yeah. now, 100 years after we saw, last saw them on Enterprise, you know, um, that would be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're more integrated with the Andorians versus like kind of like just, um, you know, like, like excluded. <laughs> it was like what English, um, you know, just kind of excluded <laughs> from society. Um, that would be kind yes. of interesting because we haven't yeah. seen the Anar since Enterprise. Um, right. And yeah, Mamenga, yeah, maybe we'll find out more about what's going on. Like, um, you know, I don't know. And in TBD, so yeah. So great. Well, I think that about sums up that episode of uh, Strange New Worlds. We did get a few more seconds with Chief Kyle, your favorite. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's just more like, I, I, how did you do that? I'm a genius. Uh, great. Thanks, Hammer. Appreciate yes. you. But um, uh, yes, yeah. the our my favorite transporter chief ever. Yes. What? Um, what about O'Brien? I knew you were going to bring up O'Brien. <laughs> I knew O'Brien's it. great. He moved on. To, he's chief of operations on Deep Space Nine. You know, he he moved up in the world. He did. But you know? chief petty so. officer, chief petty officer O'Brien. Yes. Um, so, yes, we do get a nice, uh, nice scene with uh, Chief Kyle. So always happy about that. Um. All right. Is there anything well, else about this episode? I'm trying to think. We get some, yeah, we get a little bit with Hora, but really it's just she's like part of the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she likes to sleep in the dark, I guess. We learned that about her. It was kind of odd, though, that she didn't get it just because she was like in the dark and then she was shielded from her roommates because she came out. Like, I was like, oh, so. Mm-hmm. You know, that was yeah, a, I don't quite know how the logistics of this viral transmission was kind of odd. Oh, the one thing I will say about you know, even though this virus didn't quite do it for me, is it was very much like social distancing and like quarantine. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like you know, it was like quite like quite resonant with our current you know current life. Um, and obviously when this was yeah. filmed during the pandemic, it was like. Like contact tracing, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like you know, they're, yeah, they're really they're really yeah, going there with like you know the the uh, the efficacy or slash in this case not very effective uh, role of science in terms of determining like how to prevent the spread of a virus. But um, right, yeah, it's like they're using a lot of terminology that we are now more than familiar with because of the world that we live in. Indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm going to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Fansets. So, Fansets is our favorite uh, pin collectible team, and uh, they have 
some I, i'm looking at them right now the new you know the new their star trek deltas series is phenomenal uh, i've got a couple i've got the motion picture one and i've got the wrath of khan one as well uh and, oh and i do have the picard one and the discovery one so oh, i have okay. four of them so far um but they do they did just release a new next generation feature imperfect mm-hmm. captain's delta pin in both magnetic and uh pin uh sets um and yeah, we really appreciate and love the team over at Fansets. Uh, there's a ton more pins that you can look at all um, all on Fansets.com. And uh, because we because they sponsor us and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, you can get 10% off your order by putting uh, Trek Geeks, all one word, into your coupon code field, I guess. I'm not doing this very well. Yeah, this like week, promo, I'm sure it's a promo code field, right? Promo code, yes. So put that in the promo code and you'll get 10% off your order. And if your order is over $30, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S. And uh, so they have the Delta's Done Right collection and uh, a bunch of other pins. I'm trying to see what new releases came out on the 15th. Well, a bunch of DC ones. Looks like the Delta was the main one. They still have chicago mission chicago pins that you can pick up um and of course my favorite the enterprise uh, the star trek xl enterprise masterships pin collectible which is amazing and you should definitely go and check that out but head on over to fansets put a bunch of pins into your cart use trek geeks as your promo code you're gonna get 10 percent off and uh free shipping in the u.s over 30 dollars and we want to thank Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right, cool. Well, so, what? What is it? Yes, I was going to say, Johnson, why don't you tell people to oh. tell, share with people how they can get in touch with us and share their thoughts on... Yes, I was going to transition into that unprompted, but... Here we are. Um, yes, what, while we would love to hear from you, um, we would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, Star Trek, the motion picture, Discovery season one, episode one, I guess, in any case. And if you got to actually see Mary Wiseman in at the wedding, we would love to know how it was for you. Um, in any case, you can reach out to us on social media. Oh, God. My Instagram, because I was scrolling through Instagram while we were uh, talking about fan sets. Um, yes, I, I can't, as, I can't. as we all know now, you're, you're, yes. you've been outed. Yes, I've been outed, uh, forced out of the closet. Um, well, yes, you can reach us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm like, what platforms are you on? Instagram and Twitter, at DC's Pride. Uh, or you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And that's it. And go. and we should probably put these promos more towards the beginning because people will probably start to fall asleep at this point. Um, we would love to get a review <laughs> from you who enjoy this episode on your podcast platform of choice. So feel free to leave us a high review or whatever uh, floats your boat. Um, along with any sort of thoughts and sentiment they might have about our weekly podcasting. And we will really appreciate that. So there it is. There we go. 
Wow. And maybe if we get uh, enough reviews, we will one day also be invited to a red carpet premiere. But that day is not today. Maybe. Uh, Yes. Not today. Uh, And we don't have any new shows for a little while, so... Yeah. So wait, so what is the order right now? So obviously we have Stranger Worlds until July, right? Until July, beginning of July. And then most likely it's going to be Lower Decks. Lower Decks, I I don't think there have been official any announcements, right? Right, yeah. Right? No, they haven't. They have until this what comes next. Uh, You know, Lower Decks typically launches in August. So there might be a five episode arc of Prodigy in between in there and right, uh, then right. uh, after Lower Decks uh, my prediction after Lower Decks is that we're going to see season 3 of Picard maybe after also another 5 yeah because I don't know what else would be after that nothing's ready. 15 nothing's week ready. yeah nothing's ready I mean they could extend things to another 5 episodes of they could do 5 episodes of Prodigy 10 episodes of Lower Decks and another 5 episodes of Prodigy if they wanted to find themselves time but yeah. Um, since we know we have like 40 episodes, like a prodigy, not all in the can, but in various stages of development. Um, yes. But I would expect that the next 10 episodes might more or less be almost there. Um, so, yeah, book yeah I would expect know, that we would get product. I mean, a project Picard um, later on this year. year, but I guess yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's my prediction just based upon production schedules and whatnot uh so yeah yeah i think i think we're gonna see five of prodigy 10 of lower decks five of prodigy again and then the final season of picard and then probably in a year strangely world better not fuck that up well we won't know until we watch it we'll have thoughts and notes and then it'll be over and definitely a thought i will definitely have thoughts and feedback and comments and we also haven't really heard what's uh, replacing Picard. So, you know, I imagine that the sixth show is in pre-production right now. I guess I haven't heard anything. No, no, we haven't. Section 31 uh, or Starfleet Academy. So, yeah. so we'll yeah. kind of see what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, regardless, uh, we have uh, we have plenty of Star Trek to talk about. And... Um, yeah, we're thankful for you all listening this far, if you have. <laughs> and if not, well, yeah. um, we're about to say goodbye and goodnight. After four days of being, almost four days of being together, uh, Johnson and I are going to take a break from one another. I'm so and, sick of your um, face. So ugly. And um, wow. <laughs> wow. And here I was going to wish you well on your date. <laughs> um it's it's yes. uh it's all in jazz your your murder track um yes maybe yes maybe your date will murder you i don't know oh we'll okay see. yeah we still need to figure out what we're doing we're go. meeting saturday afternoon he oh no 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 i don't care i, I don't oh, care okay. at this point okay you, got you've it. now you've <laughs> now yes we we've come to the end of four days of seeing one another, and and we're good. We're good. We're going to end this podcast and put this to rest. Um, it's over. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> over. And, and like I said on our Twitter, uh, I said you know we'll try to bring back some banter and some arguing, and here we are. We're arguing at the end of the episode. So there we go. There we go. We've now devolved into insulting one another and. Wishing well, this, death upon one. This is what happens when you so, see too much. So 
Yes. So um, hopefully there'll be another episode of this podcast <laughs> next week. Hopefully. We shall see. Um, so, well, that should that does it for this episode. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everyone. Thanks for and listening. We'll see you maybe next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, there will be a Thanks new episode. Bye, there will be a new episode of Star Trek: Strange and Worlds, no matter what. So we have that. To yes. There we go. All, All right. right. Good night, everybody. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.